It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. Welcome to episode 38 of the Redirect Podcast. It is Friday, March 16th. I'm Jason Dodge, founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing. I'm joined this week by Ashley and Adrian from the Black Truck Team. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Great. Good. Adrian says, I'll drink to that. <laughs> Fantastic. It's Friday. It is. And we sunny are, Friday. it's a sunny Friday here in Michigan. This is, this is great. Uh, the weather doesn't know what it's going to do tomorrow, but um, we're fine. We'll soak it up while we can. So we are going to dive in and, and talk about uh, search industry news and trends and what's happening uh, in, in the realm of, of inbound marketing. So uh, Ashley, I've selected you to kick things off this week, so yes. you can take lead. All right. So probably the biggest thing that I have seen in industry chatter this week is discussion of one result search result pages mm. on Google. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, when you first witness this concept, you might be freaking out, like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? I'm not going to show up on Google. Um, but there's a couple of really good articles floating around um, that are kind of breaking down what this means, what kinds of queries this res- one result page is showing up for. Um, so I did some reading. Dr. Pete has a really great post over at Moz, and then the SEM post has another great article on this as well. And so, you know, again, not as big of a deal as you might think. At least that's my reaction. <laughs> um, Dr. Pete said that um, of the 10,000 searches that they monitor at Moz, um, there was no great shift in how you know those searches were showing up. So, I, but to, not to, I'm, I'm going to interrupt <clears throat> you just before you start to deep dive down this because I, I think I know where you're headed with it. But just provide a little bit of backstory if, because this is this is very relatively new and, and not everybody's going to have experienced this yet, but provide a little bit of backstory about what, what this whole, um, uh, I guess, uh, uh, zero results is kind of just provide a little bit of, of background as to what this sure. is, what it might look like. Sure. Okay. So <laughs> traditionally when you do a search on Google, you will get traditionally 10 organic mm-hmm blue links on that page. Now that's been changing over time um, with the addition of ads, well not addition, but just the way that the ads have been changing on the search result pages. And then um, knowledge panels, um, answer boxes, and we'll actually make sure to link as well to another post from Moz that Dr. Pete recently wrote um, that kind of goes through how, not how, the pages have changed, but just what these different additions to the page have looked like and um, how basically they are creating all of these internal links within Google's own system rather than sending people off to other websites. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of a tangent. But <laughs> so the, um, the featured snippet we've discussed quite a bit on the podcast here and I guess this one result SERP you could kind of consider being a 
not final, but like a one answer. Yeah, it's it's more it's more like what you would what you would see in a featured snippet result, right? It's, but in the case of it's it's one single answer. There's nothing else on the page. So in in the case like what what uh, Dr. P talks about is he asks, you know, what time is it in Seattle? Or um, I've experienced it with the conversions, um, whether you're doing uh, currency will also trigger it as well. So currency in this case, Dr. P talks about it from temperature going from Fahrenheit to Celsius. And it's it's Google's basically giving you the answer. Right. Um, what's interesting about it is that these are, these are things that technically what I've seen, Google kind of had already mm-hmm. in the works. Um, it's just now they've deployed it. In, into something that is usable and scalable. Hmm. Yeah, so I wanted to test it out for myself. So I um, I did a search for what time is it in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. It had a one result. <laughs> um, but then I did what time zone is Michigan, and that actually brought up a traditional SERP with a featured snippet from like the Michigan government website. Um, so I thought that that was kind of interesting because there is a definitive answer to what time zone is Michigan. You're either in Eastern or Central. True. Um, but that isn't showing the one result. So there's some nuance to how these are showing up right now. And then I also did the how many ounces in a cup, and it brought up the eight ounces um, with a conversion tool for other measurements. Yeah. Um, so again, these are queries that people are really looking for that one answer. They don't need to look for anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, Google does have a button below the result that, you know, you can click for more results if you wanted to look at, you know, what would traditionally be on those 10 or eight blue links. Um, and on the SEMPOSTS article on this, um, there's a nice little s- snippet of info there on, um, this is from Google, um, for calculator, unit converter, and local time, we're experimenting with a condensed view to further speed up load time. Hmm. Um, so I thought that that was a, you know, an interesting piece of information that I hadn't seen yet. Um, so it's, you know, delivering information more quickly by not having to load that other information, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's not that huge of a difference, but, um, when we're talking about page load speeds and everything, different story because this is on google itself but yeah and it's it Mm -hmm. it taps into and uses the power their you know of their database and capabilities to be able to you know they don't they don't necessarily have to scrape that data from another site to Mm -hmm. be able to provide a user with that answer right Right. so so uh temperatures maybe uh, okay but a calculator no um a conversion type table not at all. Mm-hmm. So certain things like that are what um, I think Dr. Pete even referred to them as, and he openly admitted he created these phrases. Uh, was uh, was it closed closed searches or closed query uh, closed informational search or open informational search? Mm-hmm. Closed informational being exactly to your point, Ashley, which is um, you know how many how many ounces in a cup? It, there's a single answer for that. It's very defined, very clear. Same thing with what's the temperature in, you know, um, uh, you could argue what's the temperature in Seattle or what time is it in Seattle, that, that type, mm-hmm. of, type of question. There's, there's a single answer for it usually. Um, it's those additional open-ended questions where things get a little bit 
Well, I sort of think too, though, even with like how many ounces, like how, you know, the, even those like simple answers, like I was just looking while you guys were talking about this, even when you put in like the word time, like there's a magazine named time Mm. and like there's certain, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like, there's a lot of iffy areas here with that because also cups could be liquid measurement or solid measurement or like solid or dry measurement, mm-hmm. and that changes things too. And then we've been talking about like voice search for the last several weeks. I feel like maybe every week. Um, <laughs> but then when it's narrowed down to that matter, you don't get to discover if maybe you're searching for the wrong thing. Like maybe I'm not searching for the most accurate representation of what I, the searcher, actually mean. And then your bread doesn't turn out or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it does matter. Like. You don't, you don't know what you don't know kind of a thing. Right? You don't know what you don't know, but at the same time, too, this also goes to show you the power that they have with machine learning and, and AI. Right, and but if you were to ask it what's in a cup, it would probably come back with ounces, right? Well, it's... And not a gram. That or it's going to give you a BS. Yeah, it's going to give you a BS thing because if, if you say how many ounces in a cup... No, just it, say a normal person wouldn't <clears throat> say probably ounces, right? They might say what's in a cup. I don't know. I don't know. I, no, I, do. I, I think... Have I think you ever made bread? I think you're discounting... I think you're discounting... <laughs> Weight versus liquid measurement? Uh, people. No, I think... No, I, I get where you're going. Uh, I, I just... I truly believe that, you know, in most instances, Google's going to say, if you are looking for ounces to cups, that's a, that's a fluid measurement. What's it say when we ask right. it, what's in a cup? <laughs> Whatever you put in it. I don't know a way to do that at work. Uh, yeah, it scrapes it. It's, it's going to pull a featured snippet for, for Wikipedia for the unit of cup measurement, uh, which is a customary for fluid ounces. Because it could be uh, cup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like, because sometimes like, I don't know, when you're baking, it's weight driven, right? But traditionally, because America, we use cups for everything because we're not. Canada yeah, or a metric and, system. And obviously I think it's a little it's it's gonna be It's interesting. I mean there's just lots more to think about. I think like mm-hmm. making it so simple is you know maybe convenient and loads faster, but also I think could lead to some confusion in some areas. And that's just the first thing I can think of. I'm I sure think making it others. I think making it simple is extremely difficult too. Oh yeah, it know? would be super yeah. hard. I mean you have because you're taking into consideration the will mm-hmm. or worry of mm-hmm. the population, which Yeah. That's, but it's like I, a lot of pressure. I, I do like what the, the biggest thing here that that Dr. Pete really points out, like the underlying factors here is that, that none of this is new. Mm-hmm. They're just right. displaying it in a different totally. factor. The fact that they are shutting their ads out of it is actually something that 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 he, Dr. Pete predicted could happen. This would go would go back to like oh my gosh, Mozcon twenty five. 15, I think, even, uh, where Dr. Pete was giving uh, uh, the, the talk on basically like, uh, what could the future of search look like? But these were all very, very um, uh, important factors that he was pointing out that like Google already possessed the knowledge at that time to be able to do it. And at any given point, they could flip a switch and do something just like this and completely disrupt oh, for sure. and the, just like, the, the search pattern. And at some point, you're just kind of splitting hairs about like... Uh, intent mm-hmm. versus what am I trying to say here? The I guess like an opportunity to yeah. do something. Yeah. I don't know if that's even right. No, but like, exactly. Th- it seems like I'm trying to find your article because I feel like 
I, and I think I that was my this, I, I commented on it and and my comment really was to that point of you know I'll spare you having to go and find it and read it is that I think it's a it's a brutal wake up call for some people mm-hmm. you know it's really good it's it's a slap upside their face that that um, you really you really need to have these discussions about intent and intent by query and answer those are those yes. are very very different. different. And even though he made those those words up of open informational and closed informational, they have different intents. Mm-hmm. I need a direct answer, A to B, or it's an open answer conversation that has some sort of feedback loop, additional questions behind it. Um, that is going to be the interesting one to watch and, and see um, where the and that I don't one like blame them for out. trying. I mean, I think that this you know leads to like. I don't, when I work with students, particularly when they're trying to find something, they're limited by their own knowledge on mm-hmm. what they're attempting to locate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that produces too many results, right? So I don't, simplifying things doesn't hurt my feelings mm-hmm. or anything. I think it's probably should be better that way anyway. But, you know, it's only as good as what you ask it to be because at the end of the day, it's just sorting, right? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't know you. It doesn't know your intent, mm-hmm. which we've talked about that, I feel like, before, too. Yeah. Yeah, and going back to what you had said about ads, um, the SEMPOST actually shared a, an example where um, someone did a search for, like, date, like, the date in London. Mm. So the query was date in London. And there was uh, actually oh, hey. an ad at the bottom sure. below the, the, the one result that was for a dating site. Mm-hmm. Um, so, n- not to say that there's mm-hmm. not any opportunity there. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was pretty interesting. Um, Still yeah. money to be made. But, again, going back to my initial kind of response, I and what we've been saying is, like, don't freak out. Um, you know, we've been talking for a long time about the importance of answering the questions that mm-hmm. your audience totally. is asking. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Are the questions you answer something that can be answered by one definitive answer? Mm-hmm. Chances are probably not. Um, and if that's the case, then you should feel pretty safe here. And we're definitely vulnerable to the whim of Google for whatever they decide to do with their platform. But, I mean, for now, as long as we're answering people's questions. Right. I think the thing I love the most about the Internet in general is, like, that if that I'm able to still discover even while finding an answer. Like it doesn't necessarily have, like it doesn't end there, right? right? That I can go further and see other things. But one of the primary frustrations, of course, also with search is all of the things, (laughs) like too much, right? Well, and the fact that it's a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty solid percentage of people that are, are changing their query, meaning they're doing a search Mm -hmm. They back out of it, go back and change it. And the reason that they change it is that they're frustrated with the results that Google right, gives right. them. Now, I can play the intent game and we can talk about how Google knows more or less how you feel as a user mm-hmm. all day long here. Because the more and more you do those searches and are unhappy with those results yep. that you're seeing, the further Google's going to push those down, thus personalized search and that whole thing. So even when we talk about clients, totally. they're like, yeah, well, why am I... I do a search for this. You tell yeah, me we're yeah. ranking for it. Right. Well, are are you logged in? Hell, you don't. Need, I don't. I'm a believer that you don't even have to be logged in to get personalized search. I really don't. I really don't believe that you have to 100% be logged in all the time to have personalized search happen to you. I think there are a lot of other factors 
that that play into that based on your geographical location, uh, the various sites and things like that that you've engaged in. It's no different than than Google's algorithm, not Google's algorithm, Facebook's algorithm in the types of content that you see. Right. You tend to continue to engage in particular types of content, uh, different types of individuals. You're going to create more of that. Again, back to the filter bubble mm-hmm. discussion. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought that was a really great, really really great article. Um, this week put out by, by Dr. Pete. Yeah. Um, I think to take that a step further, this comes, this kind of uh, realization comes right on the heels of, of last weekend, Google confirming that there was a core update oh, yeah. uh, that took place. So, um, you know, Google's Danny Sullivan, now, now Danny Sullivan, spokesperson there for, for Google, says... Um, Core algorithm updates like this only happen several times a year. And I say that only because they're making incremental changes every day. But a core update like this is a little bit more major. So, And then it, later it had been confirmed to be a broad core algorithm update with a lot of uh, ambiguous <laughs> BS um, uh, talk behind it from Google. But um, what's interesting about it is, is that, that that algorithm update happens, um, we see this one answer come, uh, come up. And there's certainly been a lot of discussion online uh, in the forums, on Twitter especially, about whether or not people's uh, rankings have shifted down or up coming out of last, last weekend. The, the interesting thing that I've seen is I've seen a lot more positive actually come out of it. I've seen a lot more, for the, for the number of people that I've seen that have, have complained about, oh, we friggin' tanked. There are uh, a good number of reports. People have said that they've come out on top. Hmm. I've reviewed a, a good chunk of, of our data that that we have access to, and I haven't seen anybody that was you know anything that was negatively yeah. affected by it. So um, that makes me feel good. But at the same time, like you said, wait and see. Um, and, and see where it goes. It's a core algorithm update, so it has no name to it, right? It's not Fred, Fred. or or you know more of Panda or anything like that. It's it's literally um, an update to the core. So hmm. it'll be interesting to see what what happens there. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Um, keep an eye on that. The other thing that uh, that I wanted to touch on. Is is a world I live in a little bit deeper than than I know that you two do. Ashley and Adrian is is AdWords. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2017 was kind of this year of of the AdWords interface update, something that that went under the knife for the first time in in a number of years. The AdWords interface was staying the same, and while it's still in beta, and and certain things cannot be done inside there, like certain location extensions and. Mm-hmm connections to your Google My Business. FYI, if you want to connect Google My Business, delete your old location extensions, and especially if you're doing it at scale, you cannot do it in the beta version of the interface. You have to drop back to the old legacy version, make your connections, delete whatever you need to, and move forward from there. So, Did you have a learning under, experience? I, I had a painful, do that for themselves. Had a painful <laughs> learning experience uh, going through that for, for a client recently. Um, very frustrating, but, um, so now that, that, you know, the new interface is, is actually once you spend some time in there is much better than the old interface. Um, 
once you start to learn where everything is at, there's some naming conventions that are a little bit different. But I think that uh, the, the job as PPC managers that use AdWords are going to rejoice uh, a little bit more with the next round of changes that should roll out in the next couple of weeks here is that this one is the form of notes. So similar to annotations that we have in, in Google Analytics, this is actually going to be even more robust. Um, one of the biggest struggles as a, as when you're managing PPC campaigns is you make these changes in the account. And yes, you can see change histories and, and things like that, but actually putting some thought behind it to say, changed this to paste the budget out or we yep. shift the focus yep. or we reduced we reduced the bid strategy here or per the conversation I had with Ashley we're now going after we're now going after this category this is great so yeah right mm-hmm. we, it's like Google all of a sudden said hey let's let's bake project management uh, aspects directly into the platform yeah. which I think is is fantastic so um, to be able to capture items such as the performance of a segment or within the graph like we do in annotations, to be able to say, ooh, why did this spike or why did this decrease, to, to be able to click in that, that area and go, ah, that's right, um, this change happened. And anybody who has access to that or who is managing it, co-managing it, um, so if you were to make a change and, and I was in reviewing things. I was like, oh, what the hell? Why did this mm-hmm. go up? Or why did this go down? Mm-hmm. I, could, I could directly see that Ashley makes a note in there of, oh, hey, updated these things. And, and that could have something to do with it. So um, I, think, I think that's going to be really, really good. I did, I did some poking around. I haven't seen anything yet. Um, but they're, they're claiming that it will happen uh, in the next, the next couple of weeks. So. That's great. Yeah. Is there still going to be the change history then, yeah, know? change history, I, I think, is always going to be a core of, of AdWords, you know, and, and I, I use that a lot if I'm trying to see if um, just doing more of an audit to see if we take on an account um, to go through and, and just kind of better understand what their moves were and what, their, what somebody's uh, changes were, increases mm-hmm. in budgets, decreases, or if something happened and we need to get in and, and diagnose it and, and maybe somebody paused something when they weren't supposed to. I don't think that that will ever go away, um, but I could be wrong too. Hmm. But the integration of notes is really great. Yeah. Um, I mean, my only next level would be like, can I export that into our project management tool? Right, but, exactly. But that, like, maybe, that's, that's... maybe that's thinking a little too far. <laughs> but I will tell you, in <clears throat> Gmail... You, there is a Chrome add-on to add stuff to it, ah. so maybe that's not so far. All right. Who knows? Nice. Every once in a while, that pops up, and I'm like, nope, please no, <laughs> please no. <laughs> um. So, uh, real quick here too, not to jump around too much, but I did see that you can edit your business description in Google My Business again. Yes. We talked about it on last week's episode of the Redirect. You had done some additional research on it, and we had uh, some more like internal discussions here about it, and you were looking for it, mm-hmm. didn't see it, and this is from Barry Schwartz on Search Engine Roundtable mm-hmm. from yesterday morning okay. that Google's bringing back the feature to edit your business description on your local listings. So in 2016, they removed the feature, but now people are starting to see it come back. Maybe it so, was because we asked for it. Maybe it's this podcast. I think it's absolutely <laughs> really yes. yeah. yeah, to yeah, make yeah. that happen mm-hmm. in a week. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> 
Um, and that's the one that's going to come up in the knowledge panel yeah. right hand side all the way down at, you know at the at the bottom it's it's the details from a particular um, from a particular business so from that business yeah um, you can enter your your brief description in there um, no URLs no HTML code and it looks like you're limited to 750 characters, which is a substantial amount of real estate. So do we have it? Did you just check? Yes, I just... All right, cool. So yesterday I had seen something about how it was coming back. So I was going into our client's accounts cool. and trying to see if I could track it down. And hey. so there it is. All right, sweet. Sweet. Very excited about that. That'll be good. I can't remember who it was, but somebody who was discussing it was like, oh, here come the keyword stuff descriptions. That's right. <laughs> totally. For sure. Totally. And it'll be interesting to see how they combat that. I mean, mm -hmm. it, Google My Business has been has gone through the ringer in terms of updates and for the better. But what's what's gonna come out of it in the hyper hyper local mobile environment? So and, and how do we track it? It's gonna be good. So um, take this as advice to also take this opportunity to go look in your Google My Business right. yeah. uh, accounts and see what's just in see there. What's there. Absolutely. So uh, as as a reminder, uh, business.google.com will get you there. Um, interestingly enough, we you know as we review some things there, there's there's definitely some real estate. Uh, we're not looking at our listing, but we're looking some at other people's proof, other people's listings. That there's some there's some rooms. Yeah, total. Mm. There's a lot of real estate mm -hmm. left on the on the table. I think they mm. say so. Um, probably want to get uh, get some things updated there for sure. Uh, so do frequently go in there. I and I did actually sit in on um, uh, Sear Interactive, uh, you know, big big firm that has uh, uh, offices in Philly and San Diego. Did uh, like a Facebook Live, Instagram Live um, feed the other night that was a speaker series. I think it's more community focused, but. There was uh, an individual from Sear. She was talking about some Google local things and just how, and Ashley's talked about it before, but just a reminder to go in and look at this data. Don't set it and forget it like all your other oh, channels either. Yeah. Update your photos. Update your photos based on seasonality. Like if you're a, well, a, such a four season resort, like yeah. man, swap those photos out for the winter. Mm -hmm. um, like they're not gonna, it's not like, it's not like you're gonna lose them. Keep those photos in your in your file and, yep. and oh, these are my winter photos. Well, these are my summer photos. The flip side of that is that those are photos that I, I think if you don't do it, eventually it ends up being other people's photos, yep. right? Right. So what an opportunity to engage people that are posting about you on a non-traditional sort of social medium, right. right? Then the people that are contributing to that and also risk management. I mean, oh. holy moly. Holy. Yeah. If you're not keeping track of some of that stuff, it's just as bad as not keeping track of like a Facebook page or your Twitter account or whatever. I mean, there's some damage I think that could be done with brands in that space. Well, you might not be able to, to control where all of the reviews nope. come from. You certainly right. need to know what all of the uh, real estate elements mm -hmm. are and how you can manipulate them. It's, it's yep. photos, it's descriptions, it's, yep. it's the category tags that you fit into. Your address, your hours, your phone number—all of those things can be done, and that—and that's just Google My Business. That's yeah. That's not. That's not uh, the the Bing local and Yahoo local, mm. you know, counterparts of that. That's not your Facebook page. And how frustrating is it as a user of um, search to, you know, look something up, get your heart set on like hours or 
location or whatever and show up in that time mm. or space and it not be accurate. Right. Mm. I mean, there's just nothing that's really like more inf- like inflaming than something of that nature. Yeah. Or the business is closed down yep. or, you know, the, I think the nice thing with their holiday hours has even been great. You know, reminder, if you're going to have holiday mm. hours, yep. go in, set those. It's an option you can do that. Yep. You can set it to even expire. I mean, it's very, very mm-hmm. dynamic. Um, any update on videos? Have you seen any, any listings we have access to with videos at all? I haven't. Okay. Um, I'll admit I haven't done a whole lot of digging to look yeah. for that, but um, I haven't. But I'm going through some of the listings that we manage right now, and just as an FYI, not every listing has that info, that opportunity to add info. So that's something that's, I guess, continuing to roll out. So if you don't have access yet, don't get frustrated. Um, it will show up when you go to edit your info. Um and then it will show up right under the categories that you can edit for, okay. for your listing. Yeah. But yeah, video, I have not Nothing seen yet. that yet. Well, I know we do have some tests coming up with, uh, with one of our clients on a, like a multi-location uh, type setup where, uh, you know, I think testing the posts aspect of it and, and putting things out there such as your current promotions and seeing if, if you're able to, to drive traffic from that. So uh, hopefully we can do more of a long-term uh, test and, uh, and approach on that and be able to share that information kind of un- more anonymously, but just what what the result of that is. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Man, some uh, some true shakeups in, uh, in the industry this week. Uh, I don't think we've had, you know, any kind of like freak out moment like that for, <laughs> you know, at least a couple months. But I mean, I think it's, I think it's good. It keeps everybody on their toes and, and, uh, separates the individuals who are doing things in an honest fashion from those who are doing things maliciously just to game the system. Mm -hmm. As a reminder, I think in closing to always, as we say, remember your, you know, your audience, your peoples, you know, who who your audience is, where they're at, uh, and, and talk to them how they want to be talked to. Before we wrap it up, oh, I just are you want to toss tell you here? that are the you? future is now, people, because <laughs> Google today, well, this was this week, announced a partnership with Dunkin' Donuts to bring oh. mobile ordering through the Google Assistant mm. to you through Dunkin' Donuts if you're a rewards member. Oh. So you can get delivery by asking your phone for donuts. So is it true that Google runs on Dunkin'? It must be, because... <laughs> Do they wear the Levi's jacket? <laughs> I <laughs> hope they coat. show up in the Google Levi's right. coat. Right, so once you basically confirm they have a bot that lets you reorder past orders, you can't place brand new ones mm. yet, but if you're a regular you know, mm. client and they have that on your rewards number, you too can get donuts delivered to you from Dunkin'. Do you think 28th Street will deliver here? I don't know, but <laughs> it is, it's a dream of ours probably, right? Huh. The well, future's here. It's well, here, guys. I kind of want to go get some donuts. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, stay tuned to uh, the next episode of The Redirect where we sure uh, will uncover more and deliver more actionable insights. So until next time, good luck. This has been The Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.